Can you imagine being able to legally do contract assignments, or what's commonly mistakenly called wholesaling, without having to commit fraud and lie to sellers as you tell them that you're the buyer when you know you're not? Without having to put in bogus weasel clauses so you can get out of the deal if you can't find a buyer? Without having to illegally broker without a license? Without having to commit fraud and lie about putting money down at a title company? Without ever having to clear title? And without ever waiting for a closing to get paid because you get paid the second you assign the contract? Well, you don't have to imagine imagine anymore, get ready for contract assignment domination. And I'm going to show you two different ways we do it and how you can completely eviscerate your competition. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Here we go! This is the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. Buckle your your seatbelt and prepare to learn how to legally make six figures investing in real estate with no money, no credit check, and nothing but a computer and internet connection. Learn how you too can begin generating buyers and sellers for free today and why you're only two calls away from making a $10,000 or more payday while never leaving the comfort of your home. And now, your host, the virtual real estate investor, Vincent Polisi. All right, guys, here we go. All I can say is wow. We released episode 19 titled, You're Doing It Wrong, The Only Way to Wholesale Legally, and boy, has that thing absolutely exploded. Never had any episode hit so many downloads, subscribes, five-star ratings, and written reviews so quickly. It has absolutely blown the doors off in under 24 hours over any episode that we've done before. That is a blessing and it's also a sad testimony to the caliber of information that you're being provided out there by the real estate guru elite. An obvious statement that you absolutely do crave correct information that teaches you how to not commit fraud, how to do it correctly, what the proper terminology is, what the proper contracts are, and how to make money easier and faster than you ever have before. That's what we're going to cover today in contract assignment domination. I'm going to show you the very best, fastest, easiest way to do contract assignments where you don't have to lie to anybody. You don't have to commit fraud. You don't have to illegally broker without a license. You don't have to falsely advertise. You don't have to clear these stupid titles. I don't know what idiot came up with the fact that you clear title and wait to get paid on a contract assignment because professional investors do not do that. The minute that you assign that contract, you have assigned all right title and interest in that contract. Nobody has to pay you anything at that point. And your only recourse is litigation. It is just absolutely idiotic. But nonetheless, we're going to go ahead and get into contract assignment domination so I can show you guys exactly how to do it, how to get paid at the moment of assignment, how to not have any issues with sellers, how to not have any issues with your assignees or what you guys typically mistakenly call buyers, even though they're not buyers or technically assignees on a contract assignment. We're going to get into all of that. And from this point forward, there will be absolutely no reason, no excuse whatsoever for you to have to follow along and blindly do these things incorrectly and break the law. It's simply not necessary. Hey, what's up investors? Johnny Dumas here, founder and host of Entrepreneur on Fire, awarded Best of iTunes 2013, and you're listening to the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with my man, Vincent Polisi. Prepare to ignite. And now, it's time for No BS with the Virtual Real Estate Investor, Vincent Polisi. Okay, so let me tell you how this whole thing came about. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I have a over 7,000 member private Facebook group. You can get to it at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash virtual real estate investor. 
And so I'm on Facebook quite a bit. And in my timeline the other day comes one of my members flashing a contract that he had just done, just gotten executed with the seller on what I knew to be a contract assignment. And unfortunately, the contract that he showed is the typical contract that these idiot guru shills provide you guys completely loaded with fraud where he falsely advertised that he was a buyer when he knows he's not, doesn't have the financial or credit ability to purchase, where he then entered into an agreement posing as a buyer, where he also had the nonsensical bogus weasel clauses in there where there has to be some sort of inspection and approval by a third party person who's typically going to be the assignee, the actual, you know, what you guys are going to call a buyer, even though it's an assignee. And I'm looking at this contract and now what he is doing is illegally brokering without a license. And so I sent him a quick private message and I said, hey man, you may want to rethink that and pull that thing down because what you've done here is memorialized in social media, fraud, illegally brokering without a license, et cetera. I said, I wouldn't do that. So tell me what the, what's going on with this deal. And let me show you how to put this thing together the correct way. So he explained it and it was a standard vanilla contract assignment deal. Nothing special. He negotiated a good price on the property and now was looking for assignees who could actually close. So I told him, if you want to do it correctly, do what I do. You need to disclose intent and be totally transparent. Saying that you're the buyer when you have no intention and or ability to close because you intend to assign is fraudulent. I know these guys teach this stuff with the weasel clauses of quote unquote upon buyer's agent inspection and approval or whatever, but it's all fraud. Intent is key. When you execute a purchase and sale agreement like you did, you don't have equitable interest in the property and cannot market the property. You have equitable interest in the contract and can market the contract, assuming that the contract is legitimate and not based on fraud. Otherwise, you don't have that ability. And in this case, there was no assignment clause in that contract. It was never disclosed in writing that the intent was to assign and so I would question the, even the validity of the contract itself as to whether or not he had equitable interest in the contract. I went on to tell him, you know, doing it legally is very simple. Just do what I do. Disclose exactly what you're doing. Nobody's going to balk if you word it correctly. The shills don't want to close and they're always afraid of someone knowing how much they made. It's completely ridiculous. Hit them right between the running lights and tell them exactly how it's going to be. And then he says to me, that's simple enough to do. You shouldn't need to hide things from the seller. He said, I do disclose that I won't be closing on it, but I don't have that in the contract. That's a simple fix though. Don't know why they would want to argue with you on this. And so I continued, I just put it in the contract and explain it and have them acknowledge the conveyance of equitable interest in the property and your ability to assign. If anyone balks, which I don't know why they would, but if they did, you can throw in what's called a kickout clause. Now let me explain to you what I mean here with a kickout clause real quick. What these guys typically teach is for you to go in and portray yourself as a buyer, even though you're not. The purpose of that is to get the property off the market so that you then have an opportunity to advertise it and sell it or assign it to, again, technically your assignee or what you guys tend to classify as a buyer, even though it's not technically the buyer. One of the reasons that they do this and have you falsely advertise and portray yourself as a buyer is to avoid, and you will see this in course after guru course after guru course, to avoid the disclosure of how much you are making for your assignment, which is absolutely ridiculous. And if you listen to the calls I do with buyers, you can go back and listen to the call I did with the financial advisor when he asked me how much I was making. And I told him flat out, I'm making at least six figures, at least six figures off your client. You can listen to it live in that episode. And what did he do? 
Did he balk? Did he say, no, no way? Absolutely not. That's not what he did at all. In fact, he said he understood and knew that I deserved the money for what I was doing for his client. But you don't have to take my word for it. Go back and listen to that episode. That episode is episode 005, How I Negotiated a $100,000 Payday with One Phone Call. What you'll get to hear is that it's absolutely not necessary to not disclose what you're making if somebody asks. Look out. Here comes another knowledge bomb. Okay, so let's get back to the kickout clause and what that is and what the purpose is. Under the traditional fraudulent model of quote-unquote wholesaling, contract assignments really, they have you present yourself as the buyer fraudulently. The reason that they do this, once again, is so that the seller will take the property off the market and give you an opportunity to create marketing time to then assign the contract. However, that's not necessary. In fact, it has the innate ability to get you into even more trouble if you do it that way, and you get to the point that you can't find someone to assign the contract to, and now all of a sudden they force you to rely on these bogus weasel clauses in order to cancel, quote-unquote, cancel the contract fraudulently. Don't do that. It's not necessary. And I'm going to show you exactly how to not do it, how to do it the right way, and how to never have a problem with the seller. So if you go in and you represent yourself as a buyer who is going to assign, that your sole intent is to assign, and you get the purchase and sale agreement executed with the sole transparent intent to assign the contract And the seller balks for whatever reason because he's afraid that you don't have an assignee or a buyer. This is the theory that they perpetuate, that if the seller knows you don't have a buyer lined up, that they won't execute the contract if they understand that you're going to be assigning it. Totally not true. But if that's the case, let's just go ahead and go down that path. All you do is put a kickout clause in the contract. The kickout clause, what that will do is simply this. You execute the agreement, and if the seller gets another offer on the property that's legitimate. And I'm not talking about another one of these BS, nonsense, fake wholesale deals. I'm talking about a legitimate cash buyer or somebody that has the ability to close in cash and financing, not assigning the actual buyer. If he actually comes in with that, the kickout clause will then give you a specified period of time to go hard and proceed. What I mean by that is you really technically would have already gone hard on the money at this point in time because you're proceeding forward, but it would give you generally 48 hours, 72 hours, seven days, whatever you negotiate and put in the contract to then lock it down and schedule your closing to not lose your position in the contract and the house. And if you don't perform, say in that two, three, seven day period of time, then you are effectively kicked out. That's it. You've lost that position at that point. So there's absolutely no risk whatsoever of a seller losing marketing time or having any reason to have any concern about your ability or lack thereof to assign and close. Because if he gets another legitimate offer and you can't perform, why would you want to hamstring the guy and not let him get his money? Because you didn't do your job. It doesn't make any sense. I've done tons. I mean, literally thousands of option agreements that were non-exclusive, where if they got somebody else that could perform and exercise the option or purchase the property before I did, 
that I lost my position because it was a non-exclusive agreement. You'll never, ever, ever once have anybody have an issue with something like a kickout clause because it doesn't hamstring them. It doesn't chain them down so that they can't sell and get their money in the event that you can't perform. It creates a tremendous amount of goodwill because you're being totally transparent. You're saying, hey, Mr. Seller, this is what I'm doing. This is my time frame by which to do it. And if I have any issues and you get somebody else that comes along that can perform, no problem. Who's going to have a problem with that? I can tell you from personal experience, absolutely nobody, because you're being honest and upfront. You're not trying to hurt them. I hope that makes sense, okay? Because it's it's really not this difficult to do things the right way and the honest way. Now, the thing you need to understand is you don't even have to bring up the kickout clause unless they balk. In other words, if you go in with a purchase agreement and you've defined up front that your sole intent is to assign that contract and they don't balk at it and they execute it, you don't even have to get involved with the kickout clause. The kickout clause is your ace in the hole. If the guy comes back to you and says, hey, it says that you're going to assign this thing, but what if you can't find somebody to assign it to and I've got somebody else that's lined up to pay cash? I don't want to be tied down so that I can't sell the property. That's legitimate. So you say, no worries, Mr. Seller. If you're concerned about that, let's go ahead and put a kickout clause in the contract. We'll specify that as soon as you've notified me that you have a ready, willing, and able buyer with documented funds. Okay, and that's the important thing to keep in mind there. It's not just him telling you that he has somebody. No, yeah, they have to proof up. You need to have somebody that has documented funds and or documented funds and financing lined up. And that way you don't have to worry about losing your position because seller says, okay, well, I've got somebody. No, he has to prove that he has somebody. I'm going to tell you guys something. There is not a seller anywhere that is going to balk at that deal, especially if he doesn't have a contract already from somebody else. Why would he? The opportunity that you can then bring him somebody that can close via your assignment deal, it's infinitely better than what he already has, which is absolutely nothing. But they don't teach you guys this stuff, okay? This is the honest, legal, ethical, transparent way to do business when you're doing these types of contract assignment deals like this. Look out! Here comes another knowledge bomb! Okay, so let's go ahead and address the next topic, which has puzzled me from the very time I first heard that this was being taught and actually implemented in practice, and that is the practice of clearing titles on a contract assignment. Absolutely makes no sense whatsoever. And I'm going to show you how to never have to do it again. Totally unnecessary. You can argue with me all you want about, oh, your buyer's this and your buyer's that. And your buyers won't do it any other way. And that is absolutely not true. What they've done is trained you to do things for them, to do their work for them while not paying you for it. When you assign a contract, you are assigning all right title and interest in that contract. Once the contract is assigned, you are out legally. You have no right title or interest to anything. There's absolutely no reason whatsoever to clear a title, to appear on a HUD, to wait for a closing. It's absolutely insane. There's no basis for this whatsoever in contract assignments. I don't do it. I've never done it. I've never once cleared a title on a contract assignment. And I'm going to show you how to do it in both wholesale and retail environments. So let's talk about why professional investors don't clear titles on a contract assignment. 
Does anybody know what the reason is? I'm guessing, obviously, you don't because you're out there playing title jockey for these rehabbers. And if you're going to go to all that extent and do all that work, like I have said previously, you need to be in it as a joint venture partner and get half the deal, not a $2,500, $5,000, $10,000 assignment fee. You need to get half. You're doing half the work. You need to get half. Okay? But they don't teach you how to negotiate these things. And they don't teach you how to avoid all this nonsense of the industry clearing title, waiting to get paid on a closing. You know who shows up at a closing? Buyers. Sellers, that's it. Nobody else. Why are you waiting for a closing? You're not a buyer or a seller. You've already assigned everything. So here's how to never, ever have to clear title again on the typical quote-unquote wholesale, really, contract assignment deal where you're not the buyer that's actually closing. The reason that the assignees, your quote-unquote, cash buyers are requiring title to be cleared before they pay you an assignment fee, they want to ensure that they're going to have an ability to close. So how do we give them a guarantee on that ability without you having to wait to get paid and without you having to wait to maybe go to a closing and maybe not if he doesn't have the cash or credit? Very, very simple. And here's exactly how you do it on a contract assignment where you're dealing with another investor as the assignee. And I'll cover when you're dealing with the retail consumer here in just a second. The reason that professional investors don't clear title on contract assignments is because all purchase and sale agreements that are properly drafted have a requirement. It's almost always at the very top of the agreement that the seller must provide what? At the closing. He must provide clear and marketable what? Title. The seller's responsibility to provide clear and marketable title, not yours. But they don't teach you this stuff. So let's talk about how to get this through and past one of your hardcore rehabber guys that you're going to assign this stuff to, who's going to be adamantly against anything other than you clearing title and waiting for a closing. How do we protect him and how do we make it all make sense so you don't have to wait? Very simple. A clause put into the contract right up there where it talks about clear and marketable title that's being required by the seller to close, that if the title is clouded or encumbered and not clear and marketable, that the seller agrees to perfect the title within X number of days from the closing date. And if he can't, he agrees to convey Deed to the buyer. That will shut up your assignees about wanting you to be the title jockey and wait to get paid. Because if the seller can't clear the title, he's going to convey the deed. What this will also do is it will vet out your seller. In other words, if they're jerking your chain and they know there are clouds on the title, you're going to find out really quickly. So doing it this way, you have all of your bases covered. You're straight up, no BS. You've got equitable interest in the property, not just the contract. You have a way to get your assignment fee up front and protect the assignee and have an answer if a seller balks because you're not the buyer. You guys remember the kickout clause. It's clean. It's simple. It's legal. It's transparent. And nobody is going to balk at that. Why would they? 
Now, doing it this way, guess what this is going to do for those of you that are listening to this, that are actively marketing for contract assignment deals or what you guys call wholesaling. You're going to be able to completely eviscerate your quote-unquote local competition. And the reason for that is, is because you're being totally transparent and upfront and in any conversation that you get into with a seller on a deal, you're going to be able to explain to them how you're doing it legally, transparently, and how your quote-unquote competition is doing it. Who do you think they're going to do the contract with? You or the guy that's lying to them? It's very simple. And when somebody tells you that they've got offers from other people, fantastic. Now you have the arsenal to provide them with to ensure that they understand the transactions that they're being involved in, what they're being asked to do, and to force your competition to proof up, which you already know they can't do. So now let's go ahead and discuss how to do these on a retail deal, not a wholesale deal. I'm talking about where you're actually assigning the contract to the person that's going to be living in the house. I have never once ever cleared a title on any contract assignment where the assignee was going to be living in the property. Not once. Why not? Two reasons. Number one, not my job, man. It's a seller's job. He's already agreed to it. Why do I need to have to do all that? It's already in the contract that he's going to take care of it. Number two, you're doing contract assignments on owner finance variants, whether it's contract for deed, land contract, land trust, subject to wraparound mortgages, bond for title, grant deed, etc. There's a period of time between the time that you assign the contract and the assignee then refinances into conventional financing. Now, during that time, guess what? There's absolutely no way whatsoever to ensure that something else doesn't come up to cloud the title. You absolutely can't stop it. There are plenty of things that can come up and cloud the title as we've covered in a prior episode. Could be property taxes, could be mechanics liens, could be federal income taxes, could be just about anything. So clearing the title or getting an appraisal for that matter on a contract assignment on a retail deal is absolutely ludicrous. There's no reason for it. It's not going to help or solve anything. It's a complete waste of time and money. The time for that is when the assignee goes to secure permanent financing with a lender. And at that point, the loan officer or a mortgage broker will handle clearing the title. So the question becomes, if you can't stop anything from getting on the title anyway, what's the purpose in trying to clear it up front? There is none. It's a total waste of time. And there you have it. In under 20 minutes, I've just showed you how to absolutely eviscerate your competition that's doing contract assignments, how to do it legally, transparently, without committing fraud, without falsely advertising, without illegally brokering without a license on both wholesale and retail deals. Just imagine for a second how much faster you're going to make money, how easier your life is going to be, how much less hassle you're going to have to deal with, how much less risk you're going to have to deal with, and simply doing it the right way. Now, if you've enjoyed the prior podcast on the only way to wholesale legally, 
and this episode on how to do contract assignments or contract assignment domination, and you want to dive in even deeper to see the actual contracts, you want to dive in deeper to see exactly how you handle all of the objections with the seller and with your assignee that may come up, as I indicated, because of just the ridiculous popularity of the prior episode that's just gone absolutely viral, unlike any other episode I've done, I have been literally bombarded with private messengers and emails of compliments of people wanting me to put together a course that will provide the information on how to do this because nobody else has. So if you go to virtualrealestateinvestor.org forward slash CADS, which stands for Contract Assignment Domination System, that's virtualrealestateinvestor.org. That's virtualrealestateinvestor.org forward slash C-A-D-S. You can immediately sign up right now to be among the first to go through a totally transparent webinar with all of the contracts, with all of the objection handling that you're going to deal with initially and having to retrain your sellers and retrain your assignees so that you can do business your way, the right way, legally without having to deal with any types of issues. For the first 20 people, I'm going to offer a discount to the pricing. So do not wait. Hurry up if this is something that you're going to want to do, because once this gets out, it's absolutely going to go viral. So the time to begin learning this stuff and implementing it right now is when all of the rest of your competition is not doing it and they're doing things exactly the same way. And by same way, what I mean is the traditional wholesale slash contract assignment deal where they're lying to people and committing fraud left and right. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be in that group. The pioneers, the innovators, the mavericks, the people that make the most money, they are not doing what the herd is doing. That's who you want to be if you want to make money. When I started doing virtual real estate investing, guess what? Nobody else was. There was nobody strictly using a computer and an internet connection and doing deals all over the United States no money down, owner finance simply wasn't being done. And I took the model apart and I put the pieces back together and I eliminated all the things that I didn't want to do and solely focused on what I did. And they told me it would never work. You'll never get people to pay you money and send you wires that you've never met in states you've never been to on houses you've never seen after meeting them on Craigslist. And they were absolutely wrong. And you guys have heard all the calls. So if you want to be a part of the first 20 to take advantage of the discount and be the very first ones on the webinar so that you can go ahead and dominate your market immediately starting tomorrow, do not waste a moment. Virtualrealestateinvestor.org forward slash CADS, which stands for Contract Assignment Domination System. And get ready to go to work and make some money immediately. And to sweeten the deal and make it even better, I'm going to do a deal for one of you based on your market, based on your marketing, based on your prospects. I will talk to the seller. I will close the seller. I will talk to the assignee and I will close the assignee and we'll record the entire thing and use it as an example in a future podcast. And if that's not enough, I'm going to let you keep the money for the assignment fee. How can I make it any better than that? So if you're ready to dive deeper and start doing things the right way, and you'd like for me to do a deal for you and let you keep all the money, don't wait another second. Go get signed up. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode or any of the prior episodes, please do me a favor and take just two seconds and click that subscribe button in iTunes, click a five-star rating, and leave a quick written review. It would mean the world to me. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. If you found any value in this podcast, please use our Give to Get method and take a moment to give us a five-star rating in iTunes and your favorite podcast service so we can keep giving you excellent episodes of real content you can use to profit today.